Hey, what's up, guys? It's AJ from the Comeback Sports Podcast, and this is Season 3, Episode 10. We get a jam-packed with episode as usual. In this week's episode, we talk about Big Ten predictions for football, college football playoff predictions, the New England Patriots, the Chicago Bulls, and a little surprise I got for you guys, so stick around. Now for your quote of the week. You know what the happiest animal on Earth is? It's a goldfish. You know why? It's got a 10-second memory. What does that quote mean to me? What this quote kind of means is like, you can't let things get to you. A goldfish is happy in this instance because it's going to forget anything that's bothering it. So what can it be upset about if it doesn't remember what bothered it to begin with? And the same kind of principle applies in real life. We just can't let things get to us because we just got to forget it because it's not even going to matter in 10 seconds. Um, Because sometimes people just get so frustrated about things. And then they look back at a couple minutes or an hour late and they just feel silly being frustrated to begin with. So it's good to let things go and just not let things get to you. All right, guys, this is the season finale. So a um, lot, lot to talk about. I'm, I'm glad we kind of got here. I've been a little busy lately, um, but never mind that. Let's kind of jump right into things. Let's talk about college football, in particular the Big Ten um, standings. And my predictions for who's going to come on top for the Big Ten Championship for football. So looking at the standings right now, in the East, the top three are Michigan State, Michigan, and and Ohio State. For a while, it was kind of a battle between Michigan and Michigan State of who was going to be the ones to take on Ohio State for the spot. But Michigan State has lost twice already, Um, one of those losses being to Ohio State. So that just leads Michigan to see if they're up to the challenge um, this weekend against Ohio State. If Michigan beats Ohio State, then they go on to the Big Ten Ten Championship. However, um, Ohio State, um, like Michigan, only has one loss, and it was against a really good team. Um, Some might disagree. And... I don't know. It just seems it's the same um, story every year. Like, there's there's a contender in the East that looks like they can dethrone Ohio State filing. But then at the end of the season, Ohio State finally comes on top. I mean, look what they just did to Michigan State. Like, they destroyed Michigan State last weekend. And Michigan State beat Michigan. So, what does that tell you? And this also puts a lot of pressure on Jim Harbaugh, the head coach of Michigan. Um, Jim Harbaugh has never beaten Ohio State ever in his career at Michigan, and it, and it's kind of a a little 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 worrisome because this is one this is probably the most important matchup in his career because if he wins this, he's for sure a spot in the Big Ten championship. So I'm curious, um, is he going to live up to the standards that he was assigned with when he came to Michigan and finally defeat Ohio State? We will see. But just Ohio State in general, then they have the best offense in the country at the moment. C.J. Strode is looking exactly what C.J. Strode is supposed to look like, man. He went off on Michigan State last week, and he's been looking like that for a majority of this whole season. He had a little slow start, but he looks like who he's supposed to be. So I'm curious... What's going to happen against Michigan this weekend? Uh, my prediction is Ohio State will come on top. I just don't see a scenario where Michigan um, touches on Ohio State's weaknesses and takes advantage. Uh, Ohio State is probably just – it's probably being a similar game to Michigan State 
but it might just be Michigan will probably score an extra touchdown or two. That's my prediction. It'll be a closer game than the Michigan State matchup, but Ohio State will still come on top. Now my favorite part of the conference, the Big Ten West. The Big Ten West is my favorite because majority of these schools are in my area, which is the Midwest. Schools that I, I watch a lot are uh, Northwestern, Nebraska, Iowa, and my favorite team in the conference, Wisconsin. So right at the moment, it is a two-way tie for the Big Ten West with Wisconsin and Iowa. Wisconsin and Iowa already played each other, and Wisconsin overrules that tie because they beat Iowa in their matchup in Madison. However, there's still a chance for Iowa to actually make it to the Big Ten Conference Championship. Here's why. Um, so for a while, Minnesota was actually the leaders of the conference. But then Iowa took care of Minnesota and knocked them out of contention. And Wisconsin plays Minnesota this weekend to conclude the season. The scenario where Iowa can make it into the Big Ten Conference Championship is if Iowa beats Nebraska and Wisconsin loses to Minnesota. With that result, that gives Iowa the, the edge of the lead in the West and they would move forward to the Big Ten Conference. Do I think it will happen? No, I don't. I don't think so. Uh, here's why. Wisconsin and Minnesota in recent years, Wisconsin's only lost to Minnesota once within the last 10 years, I believe. And Iowa, I don't know, man. Iowa is going against Nebraska, and Nebraska is due for a big win. I I mean, look, if you look at the record, it doesn't really make sense. One and seven in the conference, three and eight overall. But they, they had Wisconsin on their heels last weekend. And Wisconsin beat Iowa. So why can't we say that Iowa will be challenged by Nebraska? And I'm pretty sure it's at Nebraska too. So Iowa might lose to Nebraska. Their offense is decimal. It doesn't exist. And Wisconsin has a very good defense, and Nebraska still puts some points on them. So I'm not sure if Iowa's defense can contain them on the offensive side. However, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be too confident in this because Iowa historically hasn't lost to Nebraska in recent years, just like Wisconsin has lost to Minnesota. I see a scenario where Wisconsin takes care of takes care of business at Minnesota. They get the the Paul Bunyan axe back, the trophy that's pretty cool. Uh it might come down to a field goal against Nebraska for Iowa and Nebraska game. But overall, it doesn't matter if Iowa beats Nebraska. If Wisconsin beats Minnesota, then it's theirs. No one else is going to take it from them. So I don't really care too much with the Iowa-Nebraska matchup. It's more of, will Wisconsin win? If they do, it's all theirs. Another interesting scenario is, let's say Wisconsin and Iowa both lose, and Purdue wins this weekend. That would mean Purdue would take the spot. So that would be a very interesting scenario. But overall, the matchup will be, Ohio State will play Wisconsin in the Big Ten Championship in Indianapolis. And you know what the result will be? It's going to be Ohio State beating Wisconsin for like the fifth time in a row since I started watching them play in college. It's this is going to be the same thing. I'm sorry. I'm a big Badger fan, but Ohio State is just too, too over the top for any of these teams, and they're going to come on top and win the conference and probably go to the college football playoffs. Let's transition over to the actual playoffs. Um, 
today's Tuesday the 23rd and the rankings haven't been published yet so I don't have the current rankings oh I, oh never mind I just refreshed we got the we got the rankings all right I have the college football playoff rankings good timing so here let's just go through the top 10. Here's the top 10 rankings through week 13. Number one is Georgia. Number two is Ohio State. Number three is Alabama. Number four is Cincinnati. Five is Michigan. Six is Notre Dame. Seven is Oklahoma State. Eight is Baylor. Nine is Mississippi. And 10 is Oklahoma. Wow. Talk about good timing. It's the top four has kind of been pretty e pretty even. The only major change has been Cincinnati climbed their way in since Oregon lost this week. Um, I think I believe against Stanford. Um, yes. So at the moment, it's looking Georgia, Ohio State, Alabama, and Cincinnati. The for sure ones that are going to get in will be Georgia, Ohio State, and Alabama. I don't think Alabama and Georgia will play each other um, in the, uh, what do you call it, the regular season. Let me double check real quick. Oh, actually, I'm wrong. Alabama and Georgia will play on December 4th. Unless that's the concluded Big Ten, Big SEC championship. I'm not 100% sure. Um, I think it is. But either way, they're going to play um, in, in, the championship, in the conference championship game together. So, will they both get into the playoffs? If they go, if they, if they win out, I want to say if Alabama wins against Georgia in the, in the championship, in the SEC championship, they both will get in. I think that will be the result. And then that will leave two more spots. That third spot going to Ohio State and that fourth spot, Cincinnati. I, I want to say it depends. Uh, Michigan's not going to take their spot away. Uh, Cincinnati's going to win out. I think it depends on what happens with the Big 12 championship game. It's going to be dependent on this weekend. This weekend, Oklahoma State will play, I believe, Oklahoma. If that's the case, they'll play Baylor in the Big 12 championship game. And if Oklahoma State or Baylor wins, I want to say they will take that fourth spot away from Cincinnati. I honestly think that. Uh, Cincinnati just does it, has a good has a good record. They've beaten a ranked team, being Notre Dame, who is six in the rankings. But that's all they've really had in their schedule. Everything else has just been very, very um, pedestrian teams. I just don't see the resume backing up with these wins in the Big Twelve. Um, I want I want to root for Cincinnati. But I just don't think it's going to happen. So my, these are my predictions. The predictions will be Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, and. Mm, Oklahoma State. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Um, I'm very excited though, but I do want to see Cincinnati in too because I really want to see. I really want to see them shut the haters down, saying they don't belong. Um, I think it's going to be Oklahoma State. If not, it's going to be Cincinnati. I want to talk about the New England Patriots, uh, just because um, they've been actually making some headlines lately. They've been having a pretty good um win streak going on. They're in a five game win streak right now. And their record right now is seven and four. They are now the leaders of the AFC East that was supposed to be taken over by the Bills, but 
the Patriots have stepped up this season, and now, and Mac Jones, the quarterback, is becoming the Mac, the Mac Jones guy he's supposed to be. I think what's going to happen is the Patriots are either going to make the playoffs or they're going to ruin someone else's chance in the playoffs. Um, and it might be it might be the Bills. It might be the Bills. It, it just depends. Um, I think they're a team to look out for. Bill Belichick is one of the greatest coaches in NFL history. Um, his resume says it all. Uh, but he's finally getting his groove back, his groove with the team, and he's and he's looking really good offensively and defensively. I mean, his defense is just great. It never allows a large amount of points in the fourth quarter, especially in big games like the playoffs. So I think I'm going to go on a whim and say, say that the Patriots will go into the playoffs. I think they're going to lose one of the two games against the Bills. Um, the Bills are pretty good, but I think the Patriots will get a win on them. However, if, if the Patriots beat the Bills both times this this season, I think the Bills might lose their spot in the playoffs. Um, but I think what we're seeing so far, the Patriots could get in as well. It would probably be like a wild card um, playoff spot. But we'll see. I'm rooting for them, man. All right, um, let's transition over to the Chicago Bulls, man. For those of you who don't know, I am a huge Bulls fan. I love the Bulls. i um, been a fan for a while. And being after years of just disappointing seasons, it's finally good to see a team that's so exciting to watch, like offensively and defensively. Um, they just look more alive. They're having a good rhythm. They're minimizing those turnovers. The turnovers, the turnovers were a big thing um, the previous years, and they minimize them now. And they're just forcing a lot of turnovers too. At the moment, as I mentioned, it's November twenty third, and they are second in the Eastern Conference, behind the New York, the, the excuse me, the New Jersey Nets. Are they still New Jersey? The Brooklyn Nets. Sorry, I need to keep up. The Brooklyn. They're behind the Brooklyn Nets, um, with a record of twelve and six. They lost three at home. They lost three away. They lost last night. Um, but that can that kind of has a little bit of an excuse because th that was a back to back game and there's no Vooch. So let's just kind of talk for some players. Zach Levine still looked like an all star man. Him and Demar Derozan, who they acquired um, on the off season, they are the best duo in basketball at the moment. They have scored the most points amongst two um, teammates um, through these many games in the season, and. What I like about this is like now that Demar is getting more of getting getting a large amount of uh, ball share. That's the word I made up. Ball share. He's getting the ball a lot. Zach Levine is having the less of the ball in his hand, and I like that because usually when there's a high usage rate with Zach Levine, there's a high percent chance they're going to turn the ball over. I think Zach Levine is, can score, no doubt about it. He can go to the rim and make anything happen, but sometimes you got to get rid of the ball for him because so, he can make those costly turnovers at time. But don't get me wrong. They all do. But it's just my history with Levine in the previous years is he does it a lot. Uh, Vooch, as I mentioned, wasn't at the game, I believe, due to COVID um, protocols. I think he got COVID or been exposed to, exposed to something. He's been a great addition. He was acquired last season, halfway through the season. Um, and he's kind of fit in really well as the big man of the of the group. It's like it's not that he's just like a big man only. He does other things too. He can pass. He can shoot threes. It's just unfortunate that um, I had to get rid of my favorite player, uh, Lloyd Market, and he's at the Cleveland Cavaliers. I hope he's doing much better there. I hope he's happy and shining. 
Um, but having Vooch as the big man was just a better idea because um, uh, Laurie, he was just more of a catch-and-shoot kind of guy. That's how they used him. He just wasn't aggressive at the rim. Uh, but Vooch, he, defensively, he's good, and he can take care of the post. Um, one of my favorite acquisitions would be Alex Caruso. I like to call Alex Caruso. Um, Alex, Caruso, Alex Caruso was acquired from the Lakers, and he wanted to stay with the Lakers. The Bulls gave him an offer. The Lakers said no. Alex even said, I'll, I'll take less. Lakers still said no, and the rest is history. So, like, it's kind of it's kind of a little it's kind of a little bittersweet that like he he was willing to stay with this team, but I'm glad he's on the Bulls, man. He was literally a steal in this in this entire acquisition. And I mean that literally because he is leading the league in steals, and he's just such a great dude to watch play, dude. He can tack the rim super well, and he can be a great – he's a great defensive piece. He's what's helping this defense shine. And something that really shines is probably one of my other favorite acquisitions is Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball came from the, from the New Orleans Pelicans, and I used to – be a Lonzo Ball hater. A lot of it had to do with the fact that when he got drafted, uh, his dad, uh, LeVar Ball, was kind of uh, putting the spotlight on him and making him an easy target to pick on. But now that kind of drifted off. Lonzo's finally grown up. And I've always thought him as a good defensive player, very long, very lengthy. But I also liked how good of a like overall true point guard he can be. Like He can facilitate the game and control the ball. And that's what we were missing with the Bulls last year. No one, was, no one was really a true point guard. We had some shooters, but who was taking care of the ball? And he was doing that. And just on top of that, the defensive skills is just like a bonus. Um, Lonzo's also improving his shot. He's, there was a statistic where they looked at his three-point percentage, and it's the highs it's been since he's been in the league. And it could just be, it could just be with this, um, play, this play style, this new offense, and uh, this new overall team is just helping him shine better. So, and so I asked for Alonzo Ball jersey because he was the missing piece, one of the biggest missing pieces, and it's it's fulfilled the Bulls. Um, in the draft in the first round, straight out of Il- from the University of Illinois and from Chicago, we got Ao Dosimu. Um, I didn't really watch him too much at Illinois, but Illinois is a very great team. It was very well coached, and he brought those talents straight to the Chicago. I see this kid improve every game. It seems like. I remember watching him have a career high, and everyone's so involved and, and so happy to see him progress as a rookie. And I could see him being a first-team a first team rookie if he keeps this up. Um, he's a nice piece. He has a good shot, and I think he'll continue to succeed if he keeps, keeps going on this um, trajectory as a player. Um, a, another first-round pick would be Colby White. Colby White was injured for a while. He had a shoulder injury um, that took him out the season for a while. He came back a little slow. But then he got his groove back against the Pistons, I believe. He started to shine a little bit um, with Vooch being gone. Maybe there's more more ball for Kobe White for his return back to the Bulls. And then lastly, I want to give a shout-out to my boy Matt Thomas. Matt Thomas was acquired as well, and he came from the Toronto Raptors, I believe. And I actually went to college with Matt Thomas. Matt Thomas went to Iowa State. He was an Iowa State basketball player. Had a class with him. Real nice guy. I'm um, glad to see you on the Bulls, Matt. Expectations for this season? I really do not have any expectations. After missing the playoffs so many times in a row, my only expectation is go to the playoffs. That's it. I don't even care if they get eliminated the first round. That's okay with me. This is, this is a work in progress. 
like Billy Donovan is a great coach. Oh, I think my my camera my camera just died. Um, so I'll kind of wrap this up. Billy Do- Billy Billy Donovan's a great coach. I I seen what he's done at, done at Florida, what he did at OKC. He he bring, he makes players better. And this is just a step forward. He makes multiple steps forward. That I don't if we get eliminated in the playoffs first round, I guarantee we'll be better than the next year. Maybe a, I th- believe we'll have an issue with DeMar DeRozan's contract if him returning the next year, but they'll find a way to make it work cuz with Arturis um taking over the behind the scenes stuff, I feel confident that we'll make things work next year whether it's a trade or an acquisition. Um, so I, I believe in Billy Donovan, and first round exit doesn't bother me. Shoot, I, as I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we get to the conference finals. I'm just saying. Well, I mean, being this this disappointed for so long, I'm I'm down for anything. Um, today's going to be a short episode, um, mostly because I have a nice little surprise for you guys. Um, I am um, good friends with uh, Chris and Adam from the Beer Mile podcast. The Beer Mile podcast is a show where we get into the the nitty-gritty of Beer Mile racing, a fun little sport that I used to do with these guys in college, and one of them does it at a professional level. Um, You can definitely check this out on the bonus episode right in the recommended or on my homepage. Please check it out. Give these guys support. They're so funny, so fun to hang out with, and we had a good time doing this. Uh, that wraps up today's season finale. This was this was a fun episode. I mean, I'll admit some of this stuff, um, I know I didn't get a chance to look too much into it, but I was able to share my thoughts, and I like doing that. Um, I'm sorry that my uh, upload time times are not very consistent. I try to do two weeks, but sometimes it gets so busy. Um, a big life update, I recently got promoted at work i'm now a manager so i manage a small team within my company i'm very ex- i'm very excited for this position um but i'll be honest i'm i it's a little overwhelming sometimes i struggle but it's okay to struggle and as i mentioned in the quarter of the week you can't let things get to you though if things if things uh stress me out just don't let it get to me and just keep on moving forward I'm, I'm very grateful to have such a great support system. Either it's my friends, my family, or my coworkers. Um, they've helped me make this transition much better than than it than it could have been. Um, I'm grateful for that. All right, so this wraps up today's episode and the season finale. Um, thank you again, everyone, for watching. Remember to watch the bonus episode right after this. Um, I appreciate it a lot. I'm sure the guys in Beer Mile Podcast would too. So. Uh, have a great holiday, a uh, great Thanksgiving. I will see you guys in December. Uh, maybe around Christmas time, I'll post something. So remember to like, subscribe, and share this video with a friend. Every little bit helps. I will see you guys in the next season. Take care.